and this ain't Monday Night Football. This is the Ring Scoosh Podcast. Let's get with it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Ring Scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com and anywhere else you'd like to listen to your podcasts. I'm the webmaster, Wade Needham, joined by McEvall and Kat. How's everybody doing this week? Tired as hell. I just got off work. Yeah, working hard or hardly working? Working hard. Working hard. The American dream. I'm doing good, guys. Doing good, Mac? You working hard, too? Yeah. Oh, the crazy lady. <laughs> You're the crazy lady, Kat? Hey, Mac, have you at least slept in the, next, in the past five days? No, I'm asking Matt. Have you at least slept in the past five days? Who, me? Not really. Yeah, you. Have you at least slept in the past five days? Not really. My, my heat and air and water was out. So, no. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. like uh, well, Yeah, I, I, I had a lot of, like, you know, like the Sims was telling the webmaster about it. I had, like, um, the Sims situation. Everything in my house started breaking down. So, at least the heat and the um, water is going now. <laughs> So I plan to get some good sleep. But anyway. Get all cozy, not not cold as hell at night. The lady I dealt the lady I dealt with today apparently has not slept in five days. Yeah, the lady in the mirror. <laughs> no, the lady I dealt with The man in the mirror. <laughs> on the phone. So she hasn't slept in five days. I said, ma'am, how are you not dead? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't know that Blade got a sex change. Anyway. <laughs> All right. This Sunday, we've got the Royal Rumble. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. There's like five matches announced. I'm pretty sure by, by Friday, when SmackDown there's probably going to be like another you know five matches added to this card. 23. What's up? 23 matches. 23 matches? It's going to be yeah. as many matches as there are entrants in the Rumble. We're going to have 60 matches. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, for reference, let everybody know, we are recording this on Wednesday, January 27th. It is 4.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So in case anybody wants a timestamp and say, hey, wait a minute. I listened to this on Saturday, and you guys said something happened on SmackDown that actually happened. You guys watched it. No, we didn't. We're just, I don't know. Anyway, Sunday, Royal Rumble. We got two Royal Rumble matches. We've got two... World Championship matches. We got a, a women's tag team championship match. Uh, Mac, I know uh, a couple days ago you and I were talking about, you know, Monday Night Raw and, and SmackDown and whatnot. I know you haven't really been um, too keen on on some of the stuff going on on Monday Night Raw lately. Uh, would you like to talk about that a little bit for the people out there? Yeah, I, I just don't like what the direction that Monday Night Raw has taken. Um, it has been a snooze fest for me. Um, I'm not a fan of the Alexa Bliss thing. I, I don't get it. The reason why I don't get it is because, you know, when you have an act, like let's say the NWO or the Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth or Degeneration X or, you know, 
Bobby the Brain Heenan and Andre the Giant, the whole thing is that both of these individuals are polar opposite in terms of maybe how they act, how they wrestle, what they wear, what they do, but they have one common belief, which is either that particular group that they have is great, or if it's not the group that they feel is great, the person that they manage they feel is the world championship material. I'm not a fan of Alexa Bliss basically doing everything that The Fiend does, but the female version. Um, I was okay with the playhouse thing and the swing set. I was okay with that. Um, But now when you're having these transformations in the middle of the match and she's wearing dark lipstick and and dark clothes, I just think it just is not really resonating with the audience as it could because, you know, like, it really needs to be kind of a Joker and Harley Quinn type relationship. Um, Not, you know, two dark people, you know, like, it just... It just, it's not really a lot of creativity behind it. And I don't like the fact that she's basically feuding with Randy Orton. Um, as well as ending the show for like the last two or three weeks. So if we're going to do something, you know, I don't have a problem with, you know, there being a program around, you know, the, the women's tag titles, the women's heavyweight championship. Um, I have no problem with that if it's for something and it's enthralled in the storyline. But it's almost as if Bray Wyatt is hurt and they're trying to figure out what they can do to stall until he's well again. I don't, I don't get it. But I just haven't been a fan of anything that Raw has produced, and I really miss Paul Heyman's booking. Kat, how do you feel about that? What are your thoughts on how they've been doing? Actually, I have to agree with Max that I miss Paul Heyman's booking. Um, you know, honestly, actually, I've not watched Raw, or I've not watched a full Raw or a full SmackDown in two months because the way everything is presented and the way that storylines are going and with the way that so many of these things are happening. It's getting under my skin and causing me to be like, well, why the fuck do I even want to watch it? And there'd be times where Jeff be like, okay, let's watch Raw. And I'm like, let's not. I can literally give you an entire synopsis of Raw in five minutes. Because that's how lame it's been. I I have to agree with Max that I think honestly to me it's kind of weird having that whole thing in the middle of the match with Alexa of switching because now you're making those matches like all cinematic and it's like you're now taking away from the wrestling match because you're now saying oh hey this particular match is not live it's pre-taped And right. so I think that's it, it gets kind of ridiculous, especially and if you the, have it as the main event because it doesn't flow with the rest of the show. 
and then what's going to happen once you get you know live crowd there and you kind of switch over to exactly you, know, you can't do cinema like how how are we going to do this in front of I thought there was going to be a crowd at the Royal Rumble. There isn't. I know they were hoping there would be, but there's definitely going to be a crowd for WrestleMania. So Yeah, they're doing everything I, in their power to make a crowd in WrestleMania. Which, you know, I, I think is very doable because I, I see all these football playoff games and I saw the Green Bay Packers game and they had about 9,000 fans there. So mm-hmm. it's, it's very doable to do that, but... Um, I just don't know how they're going to do it. What do, what do you think, Webmaster? What do you think about uh, Monday Night Raw? Uh, Monday Night Raw as a whole, um, I'm I, it's a roller coaster for me. Like this week, uh, the way I put it on Twitter was I thought it was a very good, strong, entertaining opening and a very strong, entertaining ending. And it was like uh, like a shit sandwich on uh, on brioche bread. Um. <laughs> I am different in the, the fact that I I thoroughly enjoy what they're doing with Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss. It entertains me every week. In my opinion, it's probably what's keeping me watching Raw every week. Other than that, um, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch Raw. I would probably wait a day or two and catch the Hulu feed like I had the previous weeks. But, I don't know. I'm... Um, I like the uh, the storyline that they're doing. I like the cinematic cuts that they're doing. It's entertaining to me. It brings a smile to my face, and it makes me forget that it's a Monday night, and I kind of the night goes by kind of quick for me when I watch those segments. Um, I'm not I'm not really looking forward to a lot of other things that happen on Monday Night Raw, to be honest. Other than that, yeah. I thought Can we all talk about opening... how Randy Orton's makeup is hideous? Yeah, I thought we were gonna go with the I thought we were gonna go with the whole mask thing, which I thought would have been a better representation. But then that same night, didn't he cut a promo in a mask? Another promo in a mask, or did they just replay the other one? I think they might have just replayed the one from the week before. Yeah, I thought it would have been I thought it would have been kinda of cool if he, you know, had the mask. Um and we kinda I think the mask would have fit because to me it kinda of looked like and this is also me being someone who studied theater and studied stage makeup. Like, the makeup started to, like, sweat off on him from waiting for so long that it looked even worse. It's like, I understand you were trying to make it look like burn marks, but it looked like he just had red blobs all over his face. Yeah, I think a mask would have definitely helped. Um, but I just, I, I did like, I like the Goldberg and McIntyre thing until, you know, the Miz and Morrison, like, it, it, I, I don't really know what they're going for with this whole Miz and Morrison thing. Um, I just feel like to me, I feel like they shouldn't be on Raw. I feel like they're a really good act for SmackDown. I don't really feel... Like Raw is the spot. For I agree. Um, Raw's Raw's a little bit more serious, and the the only like comedy relief that you have is our truth. <laughs> yeah, and you know that that is 
basically it. He does his segment, and then that's it for the night. He might he might have two segments possibly in three hours, but most of the well, time. Let's just face it. We always need a we always need our truth to be the comic the comic relief. Yeah, I mean it's it's a shame because he can be a really good serious you know character. I mean he his stuff in TNA is legendary, but you know it is what it is. I I just. There's, it's raw. There's so many problems with raw that I I can't even. We would have to have another show to talk about it because I know we're focusing on the rumble, but we would have to have another show to talk about it because it's it's just from the top to the bottom of the card. I don't know how we're gonna get this ready for WrestleMania. Um, in fact, this could be a good segue. I read that supposedly like they have that wrestle uh, talk count or whatever it is. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that account. Um, there's a Twitter account where basically whoever this guy is, he always has inside information and he's like accurate a lot of the time. Like a hundred percent of the time. Um, he basically stated that um, this upcoming WrestleMania was supposed to be the changing of the guard. That it was supposed to be where the legends finally acknowledge the current generation as the next big thing. Now, this is what he said. I don't know, you know, why how you're going to portray that in matches unless all the legends are going to job. But I guess that segues into the Royal Rumble. What exactly is going to happen at the Rumble? And and what match you can take it away? Like, how exactly are we going to get to that in result at WrestleMania? It it should be interesting. um, Because really the only legend that's involved with the Royal Rumble, there's, well, two as of this Monday Night Raw when Edge said that he was going to be in the Royal Rumble. But Goldberg, he's in a match. And the funny thing is, is he was around a year ago. He's been around a lot more often than other legends in the last five years. Even though he only shows up for the one match a year, kind of like the Undertaker schedule, can we even consider him in the same group as guys that were like, let's say if the Rockets showed up or if Steve Austin had showed up or even Edge, really, with the exception of this past year? is Goldberg still considered to be in that group or is Goldberg more of like an in-betweener kind of guy? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I think Goldberg, I don't know if I would even call him an in-betweener type of guy. I just think he's a special attraction. I think that, um, it would be great if we had a title reign from Goldberg, and I know a lot of people are saying, no, don't do that. Listen, Raw needs something, man. It's, it's really bad. Like, it, it's like Drew McIntyre has ran through that entire roster. There's really nothing else for him to do. If you give the belt to Miz, who is the Miz going to face? There's nothing for him to do. The only thing that makes sense on paper is Goldberg. So if you have Goldberg as champion and you push him through WrestleMania as the champion, then you can start building up some opposition. Like, you could, you can have Goldberg realistically drop the belt to Bobby Lashley 
or to you know any anybody braun Strowman is somebody that's not being mentioned i don't know if he's i'm sure he's healed he's out on injury yeah but i'm sure he'll i wouldn't be surprised if he popped up at the rumble um but like those, those you know we need something different man it's it's just really bad i got i have but, a, an idea how about this what if goldberg goes into the rumble he beats mcintyre gets it does the run all the way to WrestleMania, like you said, and Goldberg's matches against Roman Reigns, title for title, changing of the guard, Goldberg drops the belt, Roman's got both belts, beats Goldberg for the match they should have had a year ago. That'd be um, nice. Yeah. But I, I, I doubt I think, it would happen. I think that having the world champion be the only person that can go from show to show, I think that would work. I think if you have all the other titles, besides well, the, tag, besides the women's, you know, women's, women's title, yeah, just just thought of that. Well, they don't really even, you know, they used to go to NXT a lot, but they don't even really do that anymore. Um, but having Roman Reigns and then the women's tag titles as being the only two titles that can go from show to show, but more specifically, because they already have that dynamic down with the women's tag team titles, more specifically Roman Reigns, because he's the hottest act in, in my opinion, in the wrestling business right now. Him and Paul Heyman, and 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 uh, Jimmy Uso. I mean, come on, man. And what better way to say that you are the head of the table than to be the champion across the board? Right. You give him a new championship, and you know you have those well, not other only titles. That. Mm-hmm. Not only that, with the fact that on SmackDown he told Adam Pierce, "I carry this company on my back." How else do you reiterate that by giving him both titles? Right, and having him bounce from brand to brand, and you know that way you can have the lesser titles mean something even more. The IC Championship will mean more. The United States Championship will mean more. Like, you can have main events that are circled around those championship situations. You can have, you know, a pay-per-view match where, like, let's say you have a tournament on Raw and then a tournament on SmackDown, and then whoever are the last two men standing when they face each other at the pay-per-view, and whoever wins that pay-per-view match becomes the number one contender. Like, make the number one contendership really hard to get. Because now you have two brands. I think that would put so much possibilities into the WWE as a whole if they did that. Because there's no one else. McIntyre, all due respect, this title reign is sucked. Sucked. I've seen worse, but it's definitely not the best they could have done with Drew. I've seen worse too. I think Rey Mysterio Jr.'s first title reign was really, really bad. Yeah. Um, I think it was worse than this because they way the way that they booked Rey is like he was like basically lost every match, but he somehow would win. Like he would get destroyed the whole match and something would happen and somehow he would win. So I didn't I don't ever like them booking the champion as weak. But yeah, there's been worse. It's just is is magnified now. Because of the pandemic, there's no crowd there. 
you don't know what's working and you don't know what what is. So they don't really have that sounding board to know who to push and who to invest more into. And they just exactly say, hey, that's what I was about to say. They don't have that crowd to know. Okay, so the these young upcoming talent that we brought in, you know, let's try pushing them. You know, they don't have that right now. And so it's right. all going off of what Vince thinks and what Vince is seeing because they're not seeing what fans are seeing. Right. But I think they need to do something. But what's what's the what's the first match um on the card for Royal Rumble? Like what's the because I really to be honest with you, I really don't know the card fully. Well, be honest look, with you. we talked about Goldberg. We talked about McIntyre. Let's talk about that match first. Uh, Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against Bill Goldberg. That's on the card. We've already when, kind of gave our thoughts on. Yeah, well, on, I mean, my it, thoughts are I don't care who wins. <laughs> well, I, I care because I want Raw to be good. So I just think there's. I more... do want Raw to be good, but. I can't stand Bill Goldberg. I am. Um, but I think Goldberg could be, if I had to choose, I would used. choose Goldberg. Yeah, I think he could be used better than McIntyre right now. What do you think, OMS? I like the idea of Goldberg going in and getting the belt. It. I mean, we all know if Goldberg gets it, it's not going to be a long-term thing. Um, no. Hopefully it won't be for a week or two or even one month. Uh, hopefully it'll be for a while, like you said, run through to WrestleMania, a short-term program, get uh, some star power over on Raw for a little bit with a guy that, even though as old as he is and as decorated as his career had been, as far as hype and character development, um, you know, Goldberg is a name. He's fresh compared to other people that could come in and do what he's, he's more fresh than a guy like Brock Lesnar. Um, hell, I was going to say he's a lot fresher than Brock Lesnar. Hell right now with so many things, I kind of wish they actually had Brock Lesnar and I hate Brock Lesnar worse than I hate Goldberg. Yeah, I think, I think Lesnar um, is missed. I think Lesnar is missed, but um, I guess all of us agree that Goldberg should win. All right, we mark it down for Goldberg. Um, a little while ago, we were talking about the women's tag team championship. That's going to be on the line as Asuka and Charlotte Flair defend against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Which, by the way. I want to let everybody out there know that Dana Brooke is okay after that horrible freaking power bomb that she took from Nia Jax on Raw this week. That was yeah, nasty. That looked, yeah, that looked bad. Uh, that looked very bad. It was like a choke slam power bomb looking thing. It was horrible. <laughs> it didn't even have a real name for it, right? It was just some kind of yeah. some kind of slam. Yeah, it it, it looked really bad. I mean. Uh, See, this is what confused me because I didn't know who was feuding with who. We have Asuka for the last couple of weeks in a program kind of with Alexa Bliss. And then you have Charlotte in a program with um, 
Lacey Evans. So that's why I was like, okay, this is happening because we haven't really done anything for this. So uh, bad booking. I, who do I think is going to win the match? Um, from a storyline perspective, because they need to get the, the title off of Asuka so she can have a singles program. Um, maybe with Alexa Bliss, maybe they'll keep that going. But I think uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax will pick it up. How about you, Kat? What are your thoughts? I think Shayna and Nia are going to get it, and I think it's going to continue the storyline with Mandy and Dana versus Shayna and Nia. That they're going to literally like boost the two of them up to be the ultimate underdogs. That just won't quit. I kind of miss the Iconics, to be honest with you. Oh, I love True. the Iconics. I miss them so much, too. They would be very good to have them against, especially, like, Billy Kay's act on SmackDown. That, I really dig that. I really yeah, dig that. I've been that. watching That's... videos of it, and it, it, Billy, Kay is a, Billy Kay is a mood. She makes me laugh, like, every single time I watch a different video on the whole thing that she does. Yeah, she just walking backstage and say, I, I've updated my resume <laughs> to now include mosh pitting? Funny. Funny stuff. It's just too bad they couldn't do that in the Iconics room. Where yeah. you could see their individual personalities shine more because they could have been like the female equivalent of the New Day if they booked them correctly. Yeah, kind of like a, a hybrid New Day and Edge and Christian. Yes, because there's no comedy act really in the women's division at all. Unless you, you count Nia Jax. <laughs> That's a horror show. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Nia Jax. A horrible worker. I, you know me. I don't like to comment too much on people's like work in the ring because I've never been in the ring to work a match. So... But I got it. Nia Jax just needs to go. I've taken bumps. So as a guy that's taken bumps before, she's just reckless in the ring. She's not safe at all. Yeah. Very stiff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, look what she did to, to Becky Lynch. Broke her nose, yeah, man. Very... Just popped her right in the face. Which, you know, that kind of made her career. But at the same time, it's like, you know what would be interesting I have no idea if they would even go this route it's kind of, kind of overdone a little bit I think like the last time they did it that it worked was with Sheamus and Cesaro when they created the bar the whole you know um, you know the odd couple kind of thing but like if somehow they can kind of pivot like after the rumble if Nia Jax and Shayna can get the belts and they do this thing with Charlotte and Lacey Evans and Ric Flair and somehow turn it into Charlotte and Lacey having to team up and they are a tag team and then they go for the tag titles. I think that would be an interesting combination for those two and it'd be something different for Charlotte. 
it would definitely be a long-term program that they could slowly build. Because I think right now they're kind of speeding it up too much. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be a long-term program that they can definitely build. Because Lacey can go. Charlotte can go. They can have some really good matches with each other. So, you know I what think that means? would be a great idea, but it would be interesting to see what they do. It, here's, who knows? They might hand Charlotte another title. Here's Here's what I would have done. I would have started it off with them somehow backstage talking to each other or something like that. Maybe Rick comes in and Rick is like, man, if you guys got together, like you were great in the ring, you're great in the ring, but if you came together and you were a tag team and you guys would be the tag team champions, whoa, you know, and they were, you know, if they work their way up to it and say around rumble time, they get the belts and they just keep going at it. And then they slowly interject the whole is Lacey and Rick kind of having a thing going on and Charlotte's wondering and it starts interweaving between it and starts affecting their matches a little bit. And then you really come out with it around WrestleMania time that Charlotte, I mean, not Charlotte, but um, Lacey Evans and Ric Flair are banging and Ric Flair is just head over heels for Lacey Evans. And she's playing the Anna Nicole Smith role, right? She's just taking them. They get married and you have Lacey Evans trying to call the shots in the matches saying, look, I'm your mother-in-law. You listen to me kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like just imagine that kind of dynamic. Like that's, that's some attitude era stuff right there. Yeah. That's kind of like how they were doing with Tori Wilson and, uh, oh my God. I Don Marie. Don Marie. Yes. Yeah. And and it was a twist because Don Marie said, you know, I've been, I I wasn't doing this for your father, doing this because of you. I like you. Yeah. So that was that was a huge twist. That was like one of the most like that was a teenage boy's fantasy at the time. See <laughs> 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 that uh, that smackdown in that way with a kiss between these two chicks in the hotel room. Like that was a that was a teenage boy's fantasy at that time. Oh yeah. So. But, um, I, you know, it could be better. Like I said, there's so many things wrong with Raw. I'm not even going to put my energy into discussing what all needs to be done. But the everything is just so stalled out and played out. And Retribution, do me the biggest favor and end it. It's just so bad. You got these great texts. You got, you got, what's that guy's name? Uh, Dom, I can never pronounce his name. Oh, Dijakovic. Dokovic Dijakovic. He is such a great talent. The matches he had with Keith Lee on NXT and Legendary, you have him going around in a mask. I mean, come on, man. Like, it, just take him, have, have him have this feast your eyes gimmick and have him in a program with Elias or something. You know, let's have, you can do something different, but... It's it's just a lot. It's a lot bad. It's a lot bad. So, are, so are we all pretty much in agreement that uh, Nia Jackson, Shannon Baszler are probably going to walk out of the Rumbles as tag team champions? Yes. All right. All right. We're all on the same page so far here in the Rumble. Whether or not we're on the right page, but that's a different question. But we're on the same page. We'll find out this Sunday at the Royal Rumble. We got another match. 
that I'm looking forward to big time. This has got history. This has got history with one of the greatest acts going on right now in the entire company. And it's going to be a big match situation at one of their big four. Last man standing match for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, the champion with Paul Heyman, taking on Kevin Owens. I like uh, I like Kevin Owens right now. Not in the term of like, I like him as far as odds of winning the match. I just like what they're doing with him. I think this is, they've, they've in my opinion, breathed some new life into the character for Kevin Owens. And I think him and Roman Reigns have a lot of really good on-screen chemistry with each other. Yes, yeah, like and I think Kevin, him bringing in that dynamic of that Pierce also works too. When you have Kevin in the, in in this role of underdog, like it really it really works. Um, case in point, when he had his feud with um, uh, Seth Rollins, heading into WrestleMania, and he was saying that you can't get it done. You can't. You, you can't win the big one. You don't have a WrestleMania moment. You're not going to beat, like, it just really magnified that match. Um, when he was speaking, quote-unquote, for the people and was facing Shane McMahon, then it really magnified that match because he was speaking for, we're tired of seeing you. You know, I know I'm going to get fired. I know I'm going to get, th-. like, you know, it really worked. All that stuff really worked when you have him in that role as a face when you have him as a heel though i think that is when we see the best kevin Owens. to me yeah the prize fighter kevin Owens. i think Most that's definitely the best out of him but um who, who you think is going to win the match you said that you think roman's going to win the match or, or kevin Roman. I think that, um, I, you know, it just was what's bad. What the WWE seems like they're doing now is they're putting all like these big matches ahead of like the normalized. Match. So, for example, like if you looked at what they did with um, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Like, their last match was not a Hell in a Cell match. It should be, but it wasn't. Their last match was a match on Raw with the title. It's a regular match. Yeah. Um. This thing with Orton and The Fiend, their first match was an Inferno match. So, like, where do you go from there? Um, Kevin Owens and, and, and Roman Reigns, didn't they have a, a TLC match? I believe so, yeah. Uh, December. Yeah. Right, so we're going from a TLC match to a last man standing match, but how do you recreate the carnage that happened in TLC? It's like, where else do you go when we've just about done everything in the TLC match? It's like they're booking backwards. You even have a couple of regular matches, and then it leads to the blow-off, which is this big match where you're like, oh, okay, well, we'll see what happens. They're, they're kind of booking it backwards, but I, I think Roman Reigns is going to win. There's no way that he's going to lose going into WrestleMania when he's the hottest act in the wrestling business today. It's not going to happen. 
So you question would... is, is how is it gonna? How how is um? Did I say Roman Reigns lose? I meant to say win. Um, how is Kevin Owens going to lose? That's the question. What are they going to do? To not make his character like because he's been beat up for a lot of weeks. Yeah, and a lot of pay per view events. So what are they going to do to make Kevin Owens look somewhat strong? That's really the question. How how are we going to end this to make him look okay? So you you would you would put a last man standing match before a TLC match? I wouldn't have a last man standing match. I would have a TLC match or a last man standing match as their last match that they have against each other. Okay. I wouldn't have both in the same feud. Okay, I get you. Yeah, because I was kind of curious when you said the backwards booking, do a TLC match first and then the last man standing. That's why I was kind of like, wait, wait a minute. I, if you were going to do both matches, I would have the last man standing match come second. Yeah, I would have booked it this way. I would have had like Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens as a regular match. Yeah. And I would have had Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in a rematch with, uh, you know, everyone barred from ringside. And Roman Reigns cheats and wins that match. Then I would have had the blow off being last man standing. Yeah. So that uh, way there's a build up, you know? No, I'm 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 totally with you on that. I I think what happened is and it, it maybe they need to get just get rid of the TLC pay per view and have a whole new pay per view, but I think they booked themselves in a corner with that because you can't have a pay per view like TLC with a universal championship match and it not be the gimmick of the name that the pay per view is named after. Right, because like with Elimination Chamber, that works because a lot of the times Elimination Chamber matches the name the number one contender. So going into WrestleMania, yeah. so that works. But like like you said, the TLC, I don't know where you could put it, but I, I just wouldn't put it like you said in December because that's that's really supposed to be the blow off of feuds. Supposed to be, you know, this is a serious matchup high risk so once we finish this and, and beat the crap out of each other then where else do we go yeah because like survivor series is somewhat supposed to be like the blow off as well so you can kind of start getting your way up to the rumble and then lead into wrestlemania and if you got a gimmick pay-per-view like a tlc right dab in the center between survivor series and royal rumble it, it screws up the rhythm right it really does yeah it's kind of like the old argument that people had way back in the day that there should not be a pay-per-view in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania because it kind of kills the vibe and the rhythm after somebody wins the Rumble and they're the number one contender. But now you have yet you have to book something between that and the pay-per-view and then really go for the whole momentum. That's the last swing between that pay-per-view and WrestleMania. It should be one big swoop, one big swing from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. Right. It should be a massive buildup. Yeah. And, and it ending at WrestleMania, because WrestleMania is kind of like their new season. So of a new show or a new, you know, board or whatever. So it's kind of like their new season where you have basically the new faces, the new champions going into new situations. Um, that's how it really should be. Um, but it's not like that. Yeah. So with this match here, last man standing with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Um, I don't. Kevin Owens doesn't have a chance. It's the Roman Reigns show, man. He's got a. He's, he's walking out with the title. 
in my opinion. What do you guys think? Absolutely. It's a waste of time. hundred percent. I think it's going to be a it great match. A I think it's going to be a great match. I think you're going to, you know, you got to, Roman Reigns is such a good worker that he made his cousin believable that he can actually beat him. Yeah. Right. So during those matches, everybody, including me, was like, oh, man, is he going to, like the I quit match, like when he had wrapped him up with the cords, it was like, there's no way for him to get out of this. Roman Reigns is going to say, I quit. He's going to choke him out. Yeah. You know, like he has the ability of doing that, but there's no chance. Uh, the last two matches on the card are the Royal Rumble matches. We got the men's and the women's. As of uh, right now, only 17 out of the 30 men have been announced and 20 out of the 30 women have been announced. Um, how about how about this? Let's let's do this for the Royal Rumble because we could probably spend a whole hour talking about the buildup for each of these matches and we don't have that kind of time. So let, let's let's do it this way. Let's have a little bit of fun here with the, these two Rumble matches. Why don't we each kind of share one of our favorite memories or favorite winners of a previous Rumble and then give a prediction for each Rumble. Uh, one pick from Raw, one pick from SmackDown, and then also, if you have any idea on any surprise entrance, because that's kind of a Royal Rumble thing every every year. They got one or two surprises, legends or returns or something like that. Right. Um, Kat, why don't you go first? Oh, you put me right on the spot. Um, I guess I would have to say my favorite Royal Rumble win would probably have to be when uh, Batista won. When it was the whole thing of... Vince had to come out and fix the finish because Batista and Cena went uh went at the same time and Vince like broke uh ripped both of his quads. Um, cause I just thought that that was perfect with the build up to the storyline with him and Hunter, and then Cena on SmackDown with the whole thing with JBL like that fit perfectly. Um, for the women's Royal Rumble. Honestly, my favorite winner would have had to been Becky because Becky deserved it. She was on a hot streak at that time. Um, as far as winners for this year, if I had to choose between Raw and SmackDown of men, um, Raw, I'm going to go with Keith Lee. And Ooh. SmackDown, I'm going to go with uh, Becky for the men's. Hmm. Um, okay. For is Keith Lee in the match? Because uh, I don't see him listed on Wikipedia. He might be. I'm sure he will be. They, you know, they have this more likely fet- fetish for big men in the Royal Rumble. But he didn't announce that he was in it like everyone else. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. He's, I'm sure he's in it. Because honestly, he didn't declare if it for it. it. I'm just busting your chops. <laughs> If it's he not Keith Lee, I would probably choose Ali. Yeah? Oh. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You got, who? Ali. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Okay. I'm going to shut the club Let, Let's face it. With, <laughs> I know you guys are like, let's kill Retribution. Honestly, right now with the fact that they're finally letting Mustafa Ali say his feelings about Kofi stealing his moment is perfect. Yeah, I think it's a perfect filler match. <laughs> WrestleMania is going to be what? Oh, damn! It's going to be it's going to be what four or five hours each night. So yeah, I think it's a good match to put in the middle of the right. car. Absolutely. <laughs> like, uh... it's, it's like I just this is what I imagine. Mac is here listening to Cat. Cat goes, Ali's going to win. Perfect thing with him and Kofi. <laughs> and in Mac's mind, it goes. Wade's over here been watching too many TikToks. Oh, man. Uh, but as far as the women's match, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> as far as the women's Royal Rumble, honestly, I'm going to go with two that I think are going to be surprise entrants for Raw and SmackDown. Uh, you, can't, you can't get more surprising than Ali. <laughs> right? Uh, I think to Raw, it's probably going to be Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Or SmackDown, Becky Lynch is coming back. Becky Lynch isn't for that, SmackDown? Isn't that, isn't that bad well, that, that everybody Because is, Seth is on SmackDown, so why wouldn't she go to SmackDown? But isn't it bad that everyone is hoping that they come back? That's how bad the women's or, division is being. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Didn't Otherwise, we say my that other, last my, year? My other choice for uh, SmackDown is Bianca Belair. Did we say that last year we were wishing Ronda Rousey came back and she didn't? Like, that's how, like, haven't they gotten the memo that, hey, we need to book the women better? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. how many years are we going to hope for? Ronda Rousey has become the new CM Punk. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> it's the truth because it's like, oh, we can't wait for Punk to come back. I'm walking out today. I, you know, for me, it's not more like I hope that Rhonda comes back. It's just I would pop if she came back. And I mean, what? I, I'm not expecting her to come back. The Rumble. I think it'd be interesting if she comes back, especially with um, different things that have been promoting her with WWE. So I think it'd be interesting. But it is really sad that this is how the women's division is. I, I would... mean, let's face the facts that. Sasha Banks wrestled a circus clown on Monday Night Raw. You know, what I would do with Ronda uh, Rousey is I would, if if anything, Becky Lynch comes back, surprise entrant in the Rumble, she wins it, right? She's training for WrestleMania. She wants her title back. I mean, that's a built-in story, right? When she comes back, she's going to want to get the belt that she never lost. What you do is you have Ronda Rousey sabotage that. And you have Ronda Rousey be pissed off because of what happened two years ago at WrestleMania. And then she's even more pissed off because you, you can have her say, you know, look, I tried for a year to have a kid. You you go one night and you get a kid and I want to kick your ass. Now I can't. I had to wait nine months to do it because I wasn't going to beat up a pregnant woman. Like you then you got that built in storyline right there. Yeah, that that Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey would be the hottest women's angle in all of professional wrestling right now. They really would. That would be a huge SummerSlam match. 
that for them to have the two night because I'm I'm digging that they're doing this two night thing again for WrestleMania. By the way, um, yeah, because I loved it the first time. Uh, because WrestleMania can like drag on. It's like it's too long now. So to break it up, I really dig that. Um, I hope that they do that moving forward because at first they said they were never going to do that again. <laughs> and then now they're doing it again now. So I hope that they continue on, especially when they come to LA in 25 years, it seems like. <laughs> I hope they, I hope they um, you know, still have that two night thing because that would be super dope to, to go to WrestleMania two nights. Oh, yeah. And be there in a live crowd and experience it, that energy back to back. That would be dope. We're going right. We're gonna plan a big old ring scoops get together that that, that weekend. We were gonna we were gonna go. Uh, we had already talked about you know meeting up and going uh, for this year's mania, and then the pandemic happened. So yeah, damn you, um, COVID. Right, right. So that was the whole thing. Like I talked to a lot of people. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going. Like there was no question. I was gonna be there. So it just sucks. But you know what can you do? Yeah. But um. To answer your questions, uh, what are my favorite Royal Rumble memories? Um, I kind of have two. Uh, the first one comes to mind is Shawn Michaels won the Royal Rumble for the first time um, because it was completely unexpected. And I really liked Shawn Michaels at the time. And he was the definition of an unexpected, shocking win. Um, my second pick would be Vince McMahon winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. That Royal Rumble was so well booked. It was just so many things going on. And for him to win the Royal Rumble was the biggest shock to my side. Even even the build up, like when they was doing he was doing the Rocky videos. Yeah. Like it was just it was just a big shock to the system that he won the Rumble. So those are my two memories, uh, or best memories. Uh, as far as the the women's division and the women's rumble, I can't really. There's no winner that sticks out in mind, but I I will say that the very first rumble pay per view match that they had for the women was great because there's so many women that they called back in the past that we haven't seen in a long time working that match. I thought that was booked very very well. Um, the first women's Royal Rumble match. I think that was very historic um, how they booked that. Um, as far as the the two people, I think, um, from SmackDown, I would say Seth Rollins. From Raw, I would say Braun Strowman. Wow. From, yeah. Um, only because, you know, Seth Rollins, there's nothing... Seth Rollins, you put him in a main event, it's going to be a good match. He can talk. He has a little crazy, you know, little gimmick going on right now. Um, I think if you put him against Roman Reigns with this gimmick and Reigns gimmick, and you don't know what the hell is going to happen, I think that would be very interesting TV. I think that would be very interesting TV, especially if you say some shoot comments like uh, Seth saying, you know, you're the reason why Dean left or Ooh. something. Wow. Yeah, I was just I, about to say, you can literally build it up to the times of the shield and then bring up Dean and go, you know, 
Dean turned his back on us because of you. Right, and then you have and Roman. And he went to that other company. Right, and you have Roman talk about, well, you're going around calling yourself the, the, the Messiah. You look like a clown. And then, you know, he can kind of drop that Messiah gimmick and say, you know, I, there was some things I was going through. First time father, you know, I, I faced the fiend and he just made me lose my mind. Like, you know, you can really play up on that and you could just really have this be kind of a shoot type thing. Like saying, you know, Seth Rollins saying, you know, you always were the guy that had the look the charisma, but you were never known as the guy that can get it done in the ring. Like, you can, I think that would be good. Braun Strowman, uh, if you have Braun Strowman win the title and you have him against Drew McIntyre, um, I think that would be an interesting dynamic if you were to win. Um, just because you got these two big guys, Braun Strowman really. I, you know, Drew McIntyre, I don't think he really works good with guys that are like his size. Like, I really, I can't really tell you the matches that I love with him and Orton because I really didn't like that feud or their matches, to be honest with you. But Braun is a different beast. And I think that would be very entertaining to see them in a match. Uh, from the women's side, um, I think the best way to go if I want to pick two, um, Carmella from uh, SmackDown, um, from Raw. Ooh. Um, it's going to kind of shock everybody, but I'm going to have to say uh, Mr. Rusev's wife. Oh. Lana. Honestly, I think Lona would be the biggest shock. Wow. And that's why they would do it. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Ex exactly. Lana Especially with the fact that Lana is, you know, someone who has literally stayed so silent lately on social media except for TikTok. Literally, her videos on TikTok are literally talking about, you know, wait until you see me come back. They thought they could get rid of me, but just wait until I come back. Yeah, I think Lana would be good, and then you could start a storyline with um, her and Asuka. You know, because in the past, Asuka's beat her soundly. You know, so you can kind of play it up. How is it different this time? What are you going to do different? Are you ready for Asuka? Asuka. You know, that. And then you can have Lana win the championship, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, she's the champion now. Because she can... One thing about Lana is she can talk. Oh, yeah. You may not have the skills on the mic, but in terms of putting the storyline over and putting a character over, she can talk. Mm -hmm. so I think that would be a, kind of unexpected, but those those are my thoughts. Kind of reminds me of when Carmella got that short run. Carmella, the character, I thought was, no pun intended, fabulous. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed her run. May not have been, you know, the most scientific matches or anything like that, 
But from character standpoint, she got the job done. Yes. Um, for me, uh, one of my favorite memories of the Royal Rumble is so many to go by, but one that sticks out in my mind, and I talk about this like every year. It's like it's well documented. People probably get tired of me talking about this, but when I was a kid, um, anytime that like my uncle George would come over. Man, I'd beg my mom and dad, all right, you got to take me to the, the movie store. We got to rent a wrestling tape, you know? And one that we always watch over and over was the 1990 Royal Rumble. And I just remember as a kid getting so upset, my uncle would laugh at me, you know, because of how obnoxious I would get about it, of how long the million-dollar man lasted in the freaking 1990 Royal Rumble. He was in there like a whole hour almost. Uh-huh. Like he came out, what was he? He was like number five or number, he was like in the top five, right? Mm-hmm. He came out, he lasted almost the whole damn match. I was throwing action figures all over the place. I was upset. I was like, man, get this guy out of the ring. Uh-huh. And my uncle would be sitting on the couch just laughing up a storm. You know, just, it's just, that always sticks out in my mind. It's one of my favorite things. And, and that, that, that Royal Rumble always has a, a, a sweet spot in my heart. It was a good Royal Rumble. And you know, being a kid, watching Hulk Hogan win a Royal Rumble, I mean, come on, that's cool, right? Yes. Mag, you were, you were a Hulkamaniac growing up, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I man. who wasn't. Yeah, have the action figures, the the, the wrestling buddy. The backpack. Yeah, man, everything. The thermoses, the, the lunch boxes, the ripping your shirt, you know, getting yelled at mm-hmm. for ripping your clothes up. <laughs> yep. It was just good times, very good times. Um, if I were uh, to pick my winners here for the Royal Rumble, uh, for the Women's Rumble, uh, it kind of goes uh, for for SmackDown. I, I'm going to have to stick with uh, the article that I wrote three months ago with my top prospects to kind of win the Rumble. I had Carmella listed on there. Um, I think uh, I think she'll be my pick for SmackDown. For Raw, I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss. I think she's got a lot of momentum. She's got a lot of screen time. They have... Yeah, very true. They've been now two weeks in a row doing something with Asuka. So they kind of got us programmed into thinking or familiarizing her again with the title picture, which has not been seen in two and a half, three years for her in the singles run. So I, I kind of think, you know, it's like the old the old adage, if you got a hot main event, you keep it going. Until it slows right. down. Right. And on Raw, when it comes to the women, there's no denying that Alexa Bliss is kind of like the flag bearer. She's the standard for the women over on, on Raw right now. Uh, so those are my two picks for the women. For the men, I think for Raw, I, I'm stick with something I wrote a couple months ago and go with Kat here. Uh, Keith Lee is probably my dude from raw and it's a very very close because i i would i would probably pin edge for winning it too especially now that he's officially entered the match um last year we got a brand new guy to win it drew mcintyre this year i would not be upset if edge went in and actually won it i would have been upset as as awesome as his return was last year and surprising as it was i I would have been a little ticked off if he would have won it but uh drew got it last year he had a whether or not we liked it or not. What a well-booked rumble last year, man, with Lesnar going into it. It was just really good. Absolutely. Really good 
Absolutely. That was one of the one of the better rumbles in the last 10 years. Right. Absolutely. Um, whether we like it or not, Drew McIntyre's run on Raw has been a hell of a run. It has been the dominant run. He's he's you can't yes. you can't you can't look back at 2020 and say, "Geez, who was the guy that ran Raw?" It was Drew. Absolutely. There's no denying that one. So I mean, for if Edge were going to get it, I wouldn't be upset. But Keith Lee's my dude for Raw. Um, my guy on SmackDown. And hear me out on this. I mean, we're all throwing out shockers here, right? We're all throwing out shockers. I would not rule this out of the, the realm of possibility because they do have the Elimination Chamber just to kind of change things up onto WrestleMania. But for SmackDown to win the Royal Rumble, you ready for this? Yes. I'm going with... Yes. Oh, yeah! Otis! Wow. I'm going with Otis. He won the money in the bank. Doesn't mean that he had to cash it in. He can win the Rumble and not, you know, go on to Mania. I do know that. I do. I I, I am waiting to see because I do think they'll have a Tucker and Otis confrontation in the Royal Rumble match. But I think that's as far as it's going to go. Yeah. I think Ali has a better shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no denying that one. There is, yeah, yeah. I mean, Otis has better luck getting carried by Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. You know, she could win the Rumble. That's what I said. It is, in all honesty, if Becky doesn't show up, I said Bianca. I think Bianca is that under, is that that one that you wouldn't suspect and I think it'd be perfect they could also revisit Bailey and Sasha and like Sasha hold on to the belt and Bailey win the rumble and you get their big Wrestlemania match yeah that'd be interesting imagine the final two Bianca and Bailey I mean they're feuding yes they could uh, they could be the final two Bailey wins we think they're going to get the big Sasha Bailey match of Mania, then Elimination Chamber. Bianca gets that opportunity, and we got Bianca and Sasha. Just never know. You just never know. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation, right? Yes. That's what they used to say. All right. I think that's about it, though. We're kind of running out of time here. Um, before we officially call it a night, Kat, do you have any shout-outs or any plugs for everybody out there? Wow, she had a lot. Kat? Not that I can think of. She really thought hard about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have any plugs, man. I, I, I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in as always. Alrighty. Um, well, Hurry it out. Cat Mac, thank you so much for joining uh, the show this week to talk about the Royal Rumble. Uh, if anybody out there wants to check out Ring Scoops on social media, check us out. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Ring Scoops, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Ring Scoops for all your Ring Scoops merchandise. And also Twitch.tv slash Ring Scoops as well. Special shout-outs go out there to the DA, to Blade, to... DOC and to Leah. I want to thank everybody out there. Until next time, the webmaster 
saying be cool. <laughs>